This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here we go. It's hour three. G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. I hope you're having a fantastic day. It is a special day here on 105.3 The Fan as we are celebrating the 60th birthday of our beloved Brian Broaddus, the former NFL scout. Started his radio crow, uh, radio career across the street, 103.3 ESPN for years. RIP. And then he moved to DallasCowboys.com <laughs> for years. About eight years there, right? Yeah. And ten, something yeah. like that. And along the way, he met our, our next guest who turned Brian Broaddus' reckless scribbling into uh, literary gold. Can I also One say something? Emmy. Can I say something, though? Yeah. Today is the 30... 30- Second anniversary of me starting in the National Football League. Oh, that's killer. Oh, yeah, wow. I started on my uh, 27th birthday. Well, congratulations, so was, yeah, sir. 33rd. That's the 33rd, day. 33rd, right? Yeah. The 33rd. I do the wrong math wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was December 12th, 1991. Look at that. The day you officially uh, gave up recreational drugs as well. Yes. Had to. That and drinking. Yes. Yeah, I had to. For a little uh, bit until I got to the parade. Until so the parade. So I started work with you guys. I'll be the non-drinker like, here, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> no, we we appreciate uh, all yeah. the, the well wishes you've been sending on the text, the yeah, social thank media. You. Thank you, everybody. And the, the gifts flooding in here to 4131 North Central Expressway as uh, your main man, David Hellman. How about this? Fellow LSU alum. He's got a birthday coming up, too. Go Tigers. Two days. If you want to wish him a happy well, happy birthday. early birthday, Dave. Thanks, y'all. But no, happy, happy big six zero, my guy, Brian. Yeah. What's up, man? Not much, Davey. I miss you, buddy. I was gonna. I'm glad. I'm glad you corrected them because you're like, oh, that's when I gave up drinking, and I was like, not the Brian Broaddus I know. Like yeah. maybe not as, <laughs> maybe not as often as as other people. But yeah, you, you should see you me at this. Throw it down. You should see me at this parade, Dave. You'd have been proud. Mm. It was. Oh, I was. I was Bourbon buddy. Street Brian. Is what I was. I was. I was getting updates about the Rangers parade from people all over town that were like, your man, your man BB is cutting loose. And I was like, you know what? If you can't cut loose during a championship parade, when can you? Dave, I needed the sweaty, that tiger hat you wear, you know, when you go out and just, when you go out there, just like for Mardi Gras for those five days, you just never take it off. That sweaty uh, hat you wear. That's what I needed at that uh, parade. That was, that's a drinking I, hat right there. I would have, oh, man, I wish I could have celebrated that with y'all. I'm Thanks, sure it man. was a blast. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Dave, everybody wants to know if this is different, if the, the Cowboys are going to get it done this year. Man, isn't, can't, can't we just enjoy football season? Like, isn't that? <laughs> of course not, Dave. <laughs> that's the fun of the, I, I, I get it. It's a valid question, but, like, it just feels like a joyless way to go through life when, like, nothing matters until you do that and yeah like it that is important at the end of the day that's why you do this that's why it's all worth so much money uh i don't know man i mean part of me part of me is like yes this is a this is a badass team i really i really think the cowboys if if they're not the second best team in the league they're they're top three i mean i really think 
they're right there with anybody. But how can you have complete confidence when when the team that's really running the league right now has beaten them up so thoroughly every time they've played over the last two years? So uh, unless they get crazy lucky and somebody takes care of San Francisco for them, I don't think you can definitively say that. And it, if I had to guess, if this team's going to be different, they're going to have to slay that dragon. Um so I, I can't say with complete certainty that this year is different if you're only going to be satisfied by getting to a Super Bowl. But like I said, I mean, this is fun, man. They're playing good football. They're doing it against good teams. The quarterback of the Cowboys is the MVP frontrunner, which for, his all, for all the stuff they won, Roger and Troy never did it. Tony Romo mm-hmm. never did it. Like the fact that Dak Prescott is in that conversation – it's just really, really fun. And, uh, you know, I know it'll be disappointing if they don't get over the hump, but that doesn't make this any less enjoyable what they're doing right now. No, I hear you, and I, I am having fun, especially watching this new offense. But I, I am nearly cru- as crusty as Brian, and I'm getting pretty cynical. But I've, I've kind of said it today, and I'm gonna, I think I'm going to hold myself to it. If they do go win these next three, that will be very convincing, won't it? I, I'll, I'll even look, and, and that's, I've been saying this ever, like from the time they played the Giants the second time, right after they lost to Philly, and you were like, it's going to be about December. This is how they're going to prove it. And it's, it's fascinating how each week is a slightly different challenge, right? Like first it was a so-so Seattle team. Then you get Philly, the division leader. Now it's arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. Like I know the numbers don't reflect that with Josh Allen, but my God, is he playing good football? Um, And so what I was going to say is, yes, it would be so convincing if they were to win all three of these, but even, even this one game Mm -hmm. going on the road. uh, And it it sounds like the weather is not going to be too, too terrible for Buffalo in December, but going on the road in that environment and knocking off, Josh Allen, who I think damn near everybody would agree is one of the three best quarterbacks walking on earth right now. I mean, that that's the type of win the Cowboys haven't gotten. Brian, we've been, we've been doing this for 10 years together at this point. That that's never been the type of win that they've gotten where they go and knock off uh, a guy like that, who is at the, at the top of the league, you know, like a couple years ago, they went up to Arrowhead and played Mahomes and and they played them tough, but they couldn't get in the end zone. Dak threw that bad pick and right before halftime, then that's typically how it's gone when they've played the the Mahomeses and the Allens of the world. So even just winning this game would say so much to me about the, uh, the caliber of team that they are. I love what you're saying, Dave, because preseason, I feel like you know, myself, I, I pencil that in as an L. That just that seemed like a game going to Buffalo. Weather would be bad. Cowboys would win. That Dak hasn't played great in cold weather. And you know, Jerry talked earlier with Sean and RJ. He thought the McCarthy win over the Eagles was his signature win so far as the Cowboys head coach. Would this be Dak's signature win going to Buffalo and beating Josh Allen? I was thinking about that this morning, and I felt silly. But, yeah, I think um... – I think this would be the best win of Dak's career. And like a couple people, mm. I said it on, I, a couple people pushed back on Green me on Bay Twitter. Green Bay 16, Pittsburgh 16. A couple people brought that up, but I'm going to tell you right now what I think the difference is, is that was a loaded team. Like, I mean, sure, Dak was pulling the strings. It was, it's very similar, and, and Brock Purdy's playing at a higher level than Dak was. Don't get me wrong, but it's very similar, in my opinion, to what we're talking about with Brock Purdy. Uh you know, you know, how much credit does he deserve? How much credit does he get 
for what he's done. I don't think you. I don't think there's a debate right now. Like Dak is what the Dallas Cowboys do best. Dak is the engine of all of this. So yeah, like he had some nice wins as a rookie, but they were very team wins, hmm. very loaded rosters. And and not to say that this roster isn't good either, but you get my point. Like it's yeah. all running through the quarterback right now. And so yeah, a couple of those games in 2016 come to mind. And he's had some huge wins in the division. But we know he owns the NFC East. He's been great against the NFC East his entire career. So this would be this would be way outside his comfort zone. An uncommon opponent, an MVP caliber quarterback on the other side of the ball. I do think I do think if, if it's not the best win of his career, it would be on the very very short list in my opinion. It's David Hellman with you here on 105.3 The Fan. Okay, um, what do you make of you know the, the the defense? Everything coming along here now. As this as it comes down the stretch, uh, without Hankins though, how much can that impact their ability to stop the run? Yeah, I mean that's that's going to be the challenge. I keep hearing it, it, it's funny how the like the reports that came out on Sunday night mirrored Stephen Jones's answer on the radio with y'all like exactly. I was like, oh gee, I wonder where those reports are coming from. If Stephen's saying the same stuff, so hopefully he's back in time for the playoffs. Um, Specifically, yeah, I mean, I think the the Bills have gotten their ground game. They've gotten their running backs involved a lot over the last, I don't know, month of the season or so. I think James Cook as a runner, but also what they do, getting him out on the perimeter, I think that's going to be a huge challenge for them. I was encouraged, though. I mean, it, it was easy to be concerned about how dominant the Seahawks were offensively in that Thursday nighter. And uh, I know the Eagles are are searching for some answers right now, but holding that offense without a touchdown, that was the first time they hadn't scored a touchdown since I think I read it was the 2019 playoffs. So, I mean, you're talking, you're talking four years in between shutouts, offensive shutouts anyway. So all of that considered. And then the, the, the biggest ace in the hole, in my opinion, is, you've got a quarterback that can go down the field and give you a lead and every defense is going to be better with a lead, particularly one with a pass rush like this. So yeah, I, if I had to guess they'll miss Hankins, but uh, as long as their offense is humming, I think they're designed to take advantage of that. It's David Hellman here with you. Uh, a terrific football mind gives you great answers. Even if you give him a crap question now, <laughs> the best, man. Uh, uh, let, let me ask you this though, uh, Dave, from your perspective, Detroit getting healthy, How's that matchup? If if you were going to plot out a path to the Super Bowl, right? You got to beat the 49ers. Let's take that out, right? Because that's what everybody wants to talk about with the playoffs. How do you like the path through in the division around? And then AFC matchups, which one of those teams would be the best that we'd want to see there in Vegas? Oh, God. So, so you start the interview by being like, is this year any different? Why should I believe? And now it's like, all right, let's talk about this Super Bowl matchup. Yeah. Man, that's a that's a good question. I mean, barring a miracle, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume that the Cowboys probably wind up as the five seed. Okay. It's not completely out of the realm of possibility that that changes, but for the purposes of the question, that would be my guess. So I think uh, if there was a team – that you could want, I mean, really, I think any of the teams in the NFC South are a pretty favorable matchup for Dallas. And then where you go from there, I mean, obviously, maybe it sounds weird to say about a team with 10 wins, but clearly the Cowboys match up well with what Philly does. Like yeah. that's been, that's been obvious for a couple of years at this point, even last year when they didn't have Dak in the first game, they gave Philly a game for three or so quarters. 
So, I mean, playing Philly again, I'm not saying it would be easy. I think for a divisional round matchup, a common opponent that you've proven you can have a lot of success against, yeah, I'll take Philly. Uh, as opposed to playing San Francisco again, I'm absolutely okay with that. And then, like I said, I assume you're going to have to find a way to slay the beast in the NFC title game. As far as Super Bowl opponents, man, it feels blasphemous to even talk about that. But of the AFC contenders, oh, man, I think I think the Cowboys could beat the Miami Dolphins. Maybe that sounds crazy, but, um, yeah, I think they match the up Ravens. Well there. How about the Ravens? I, I, the, the team, the Ravens the remind the, me of 49ers. Lamar, kind of like, right? You yeah. don't want to see Lamar. Yeah. The teams in the AFC that would scare me the most as a Cowboys fan are the Bills and the Ravens. Yeah. And I know maybe that sounds weird because the Bills aren't even in the playoffs right now. But that I, mean, I can't wait to see this game against Buffalo on Sunday to see how they match up. The Bills and the Ravens, I think, would be tough. You're never going to feel good going against Patrick Mahomes, but but Kansas City's flaws are pretty obvious at this point. Um, really, I I think I like the Cowboys' chances. Not saying they would win, but I like their chances against anybody not named Buffalo or Baltimore. I can't believe we're I cannot believe we're projecting a Come Super on. Bowl matchup <laughs> five weeks <laughs> out. Hey Dave, I, I was going to ask you something. Give us your best guess, or maybe you know what what was said in that meeting during the bye week that got this offense going in a different direction. If you had to just project, or maybe you know, maybe you talked to somebody that said, hey, this is what was said and this is what Mike did. I give him credit for listening to somebody. I'll, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I don't know, but I hope that somebody, whether Mike came to that conclusion on his own or whether maybe, maybe the Joneses had something to do with it given the amount of money that they're paying the guy mm-hmm. – or maybe Dak Prescott himself was like, what the F are we doing? Yeah. Why are we taking the ball out of my hands? Why, when I'm capable of doing this, are we not running the show through me? And, like, you know, Dak is so diplomatic with us in the media, but, like, it's not hard for me to imagine Dak Prescott behind closed doors having some real, uh, some real S in his neck and having yep. something to say mm-hmm. about how conservative – and uh, and not quarterback-oriented the offense was over the first five weeks. So, like I said, I, I can't assign credit, but that would be my guess, is that there was some real come-to-Jesus talks along the lines of, like, uh, the quarterback is what gives us the best chance to pull this off. This ain't cutting it. This, this three yards and a cloud of dust stuff is for the birds. We need to open things up a little bit more. And I would guess... It's probably a little bit of everybody. Like as usual, there's there's usually a few sides to the story, and I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe if this season goes somewhere really special, we'll uh, we'll hear some more about that. Which would be that would be really really fun to hear about. Maybe like in Indianapolis over a, a stiff drink or two. Yeah. Yes, that would be a blast. I mean, we could talk Cowboys with you all day, but it is, of course, our guy Brian Broaddus's birthday day for someone. They got to work with him and to spend so much time with him as you have. Uh, I, I would love for you to share some of your favorite Brian Broaddus moments with us. Oh, God. I mean, I could go. I could go roast all day. him. Ro- roast him is what we really no, want. Ab- no, I'm not going to roast Brian Broaddus. I, I mean, you're asking for funny stories, but man, I just, I owe so much to Broaddus for teaching me about like the business of the NFL, the way it works, just the nuts and bolts. 
you guys know this as well as I do, like just the, the best teammate you could ask for in terms of like not only showing you the ropes, yeah. uh, but helping you to look good while you figure out what the hell you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't say enough about that. Jesus. I mean, Dave, tell them the story about when you and I used to pick against the team and get on the plane together. Oh, oh I mean, that's, and then like, in like, in like the, the, the looks that we got walking through first class. How and awkward then, was that? And then on the way home after they got beat, then you and I would make that same walk going through <laughs> crotch first, that's, right? That's the that's the thing with Brian is like there's no one story because it was just a lived experience for like a decade where yeah like on Friday this game's a great example where like you know <laughs> fri- Friday we're sitting around it's the Bills we're going to uh, we're going up to Buffalo the Bills are a great team like this is the type of game that the Cowboys often find a way to lose and like on a Friday afternoon. Brian would look at me and and say something along the lines of like, "Screw it, I'm doing it," and I'd be like, "You're doing what?" And he's like, "You know, you know what I'm doing." And sure enough, he like he makes the pick that Dallas is going to lose the game, and I'm like, "Oh God, you know what you're signing us up for, right?" And yeah, for the <laughs> for the rest of the weekend, we're getting looked at sideways and told how mean we are. Yeah. And, that we're, you know, not, we're not we team had, players and yeah. wait, actually, no, this is a great, okay. This reminded, this is a great Brian brought story. Uh, <laughs> tell me if I don't have time, but I don't no, care. You got uh, time. You got the floor. It actually fits because we're, the Cowboys are going up to Buffalo. It's the first time. Last time I went on a road trip with you. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 2015 worst season ever. Obviously Romo gets hurt. Uh, you know, Dak's not there. Zeke's not there. Like, none of those guys are there yet. And it's just a nightmare of a season. Everything goes wrong. And I'm telling you right now, like, it's an amazing job. It's a fun job. It sucks when the team is bad. It yeah. sucks so bad. Like, everybody's unhappy. Everybody is negative. Anything you say, you know, you make the fans mad. You make the team mad. You make the coaches mad. There's just it is a miserable place to be when the team you work for is like multiple games under 500. So anyway, it's like December. The season is such a joke. Like Kellen Moore's gonna get he's gonna get the start. Like that's where we're at. Is Kellen Moore? They're like screw it. Let's see what this guy's got. And we go up to Buffalo. Miserable game. <clears throat> you know, rainy game. I think Bryce Butler dropped like a slant that would have gone for a touchdown. They don't score a touchdown in the game. So as if all of this wasn't bad enough, we get on the plane, we get back to Texas, and all of a sudden Mickey Spagnola just notices that we've been circling. He's like, we've circled Dallas like four times. Like we, are, we, we should be on the ground by now. And Brian doesn't like flying. So at that point, like Brian is very upset and very concerned, and everybody's freaking out because like, A, what's going on with the plane – be like my fan, like we don't have service. Like my family doesn't know why I'm late. My family probably thinks something went wrong. And Brian, meanwhile, is like in the back of the plane, hatching a plot to like he, uh, Oh, and they, so they, they divert us to Houston. Yeah. They divert us to Houston. Cause I think we needed gas or like we needed a different part or something. I don't know. But Brian's in the back. He's like, I swear to God right now, if they open the door to this plane, I am getting off and I'll drive. I will drive back. I'm driving back to Dallas tonight. I don't give a damn. Like if they open this, and he must have said that like 95 times. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Brian. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna open the door, dude. I think they're just gonna gas us up and like get us back in the air. He's like, I don't care. I'll talk to somebody. I'll talk to anybody. And like, 
apparently half of our staff hates flying. Yeah. Uh, so like, so we've got like six people that are willing to go with him. They're like, yeah, yeah, Brian, like lead the charge. Let's get the door open, man. And Brian's like, yeah, we'll get like a, you know, we'll get like a Ford Explorer and let's just get like, you know, I don't care if I don't get, I don't care if we get home after sunup, like I'm not getting back on this damn plane. (laughs) And, uh, so sure. But of course, none of that happened. They gassed the plane back up and we flew back to Dallas. And I mean, it was a noon game. So like we, we should have been home by like eight or nine o'clock at night. It was way late. And oh no, we got home at like 2 a.m. And Brian, the next, the next day, Brian walked into the office and told everybody he was like, I'm done. I'm not getting back on a plane. And he was it. never, I never, never traveled for a game. Ever never, did, never went again. Wow. Yeah. I didn't want to put you on the spot, Dave, but you sound like you were warming up there for an epic broadest impression. One of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> do it, Dave. You could do it. Uh, I mean, God, it's, it's if they so open hard to sta- if, they, if they open this damn door, I'm, hit, I'm jumping <laughs> if down. They open, the- if they open this. No, my favorite thing, Brian, you know, Brian called me the other day. You guys will appreciate this. I don't know if it comes over the radio, but, you know, I'll, I'll catch up with Brian about, like, life and the Cowboys. And then when it comes time to get off, he's like, all right, man, you know, just just keep doing what you're doing. Yep. Really, really proud of you, man. All right, all right, okay, I got to go now, but take care. Bye-bye now. Okay, see you later. All right, now, now goodbye. <laughs> the man has about six times. And I'm, meanwhile, just like, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm trying to stay by myself, yep. and I just, I can't get a word. <laughs> he just hangs up. Freaking nailed it. Hey, congrats day. on all your success. He Thanks, skips Dave. the hellos on the phone, yeah, but he really right drags he out the buys. <laughs> Thanks, David. Love you, man. Hey, happy birthday, brother. I love you. I right, hope y'all have a good one. Thank you. you the best, Dave. There he goes, David Hellman with you here. Call one of five through the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.